0: Welcome to the Wellness and Wahala podcast. This is a podcast for wellness and Wahala warriors who are a winner, world changer, wise, and winsome. They are dedicated to tackling Wahala, which means issues and problems in Nigerian Pigeon for the good of humanity. Our tribe of subject matter experts in our village are a voice to the voice Like you know, the African proverb, it says, it takes a village. So... We have a tribe of supporters that we will be interviewing on our show. Oya, join me, the former diplomat and public health advisor, Dr. Tomi Ademokun, better known as Oma Abba, as I give you the best public health and wellness in Wahala gist with wonderful people and guests, my VIPs, using their compassion to take action to put us on a pathway to a Wahala-free life. Bless up
1: democratic process way back in nineteen fifty nine. That was our first election. I was still a young a young boy, but I was very interested in it. And uh I just got used to the fact that people just come and tell us in the villages and in the cities two things. Vote for me because i give you light and water. But those are the two two things that we thought we are would allow well, once you got them, <laughs> you are you are you are fine for life. Mm-hmm. And every time since then you vote for anybody, they come and go. And the source of your water recedes. Mm-hmm. And the source of your light gets diminished. So I kept asking myself, what is going on? Well, unfortunately, after that, we had all these series of crews and all that. But after that too, we started having people who were coming for campaigns. And then I'd grown up a bit and I started in my little mind, analyzing them. They would come all the time and tell you the same story over and over and over again. And we did the same thing. But unfortunately, we got the same results. So I thought to myself, uh, uh, and there must be something wrong with us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> there must be something wrong with us. And that proved itself right for a very long time. That was why I said to myself, and I, I always said it, that this definition of uh, insanity is when you do the same thing over and over and you expect a different result. Yes. And that's what we have been doing in Nigeria. The same people come to tell us the same stories. And we react the same way, and we expect that life will be better? No, not at all. So, But something gave me some hope. Like like Nido is, I'm not partisan. I just want a better Nigeria. Because I've been out of the country, and I've seen how things work elsewhere. So what is so impossible for us to do the same in Nigeria? Ah... This year, I said, okay, given the fact that we have social media, and social media have played a very important role in our communities, in our social system. So I thought, uh aha, this may help. And in fact, it did help a bit when people came around, and uh, at first they were condemning issues on the social media that, ah, don't mind them, they are social media people. But even then, you could see the good work of social media. Of course, there's all kinds of conflicting stories. You find it difficult to pull the, 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 the grain from the uh, 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 shard. But we still had some hope. Beyond that, I thought that we had gone to a level of education. We will be able to do some critical self ana- some critical analysis of situations mm-hmm. and go beyond looking at faces, go beyond looking at tribes, go beyond looking at who gives me more money. Yes. We thought so until the end, until, the, until February 25. Mm-hmm. And it looked like we have not really learned our lesson. So that really bothered me. But there was progress made. Because even people that they wrote off as uh, nonentities, they only <laughs> appear on, on video and all that, made some impact. Yes, Whether we like it or not, they made some impact. To think of the kind of languages some of our uh people who are contesting for elections, mm-hmm. the kind of languages they used for their openness or for those who are contesting with them. I started asking myself, have we really learned anything? When I heard people who are contesting for election never focus on the issues, they focus on personalities. Yes. And I said, we still have a long way to go. There's still some education to do amongst us. It may not come immediately. But I think we're on the right path. Unfortunately, what has happened now, I keep hearing that um, uh, uh, the, the umpire agrees that yeah, there were some flaws. And yet, we went ahead and made a declaration. Even after accepting. I don't care who wins, <laughs> but accept that there are flaws and deal with those flaws before you make definitive declarations. That was what, where my problem was.
0: I agree with you, sir, but um, I wanted to go back to a key point that you said, which I think is not only vital for Nigeria, but vital for Africa. You said a key thing, which is you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and expect different results. That's insanity, madness. So we've been living in a state of madness for a long time. Going to my follow-up question of what you just said, they said, oh, we've spent millions. Nobody's talking about, I mean, there should be sanctions. Some people should be prosecuted for what really happened, in my opinion, because you cannot state that we've spent, you know, this amount of the budget to come up with a BVAS electronic system. If it's truly electronic, as people are casting, the thing is uploading to a portal and we can see it live just like they did in Kenya and in other countries' election. That did not happen. but And I knew that it would not happen, Sad. Because just, just like you said, going back to your comments, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and expect different results. We didn't even fix the foundational issue. You said you've lived in Costa Rica. You've lived in the U.S. You've worked and, and, and lived and traveled, I'm sure, to different continents all over the world. Even in some of the poorest countries. I've been to Burkina Faso, Do They have stable electricity. When I was there, electricity did not blink. How can you say that a BFAS system is going to work when there's electricity scarcity, there's cash scarcity, there's full scarcity? The environment is not even set up. The foundation is already cracked. So how can you say an electronic system that BFAS, oh, they invested a lot of time and efforts and they promised us. So in this coming government national election that's coming up (laughs) this Saturday, how do we know it's not going to be the same thing? We know it's not going to be because the infrastructural problem has never been has never been solved. So how can we hold these officials accountable? Just like you said, you said we're bipartisan. It's not necessarily who is there. What we want are better leaders and a better Nigeria. We know that one plus one equals two. But when you get some of these politicians. It's like one plus one equals eleven. You know, they, they try to make a formula that is not a formula into their formula, and when it's bad, nobody says the right thing. So even from the beginning, that's why I said that. You know when somebody's lying to you, when even the, the setup, the, the structure was already faulty. The foundation, even when it's if you don't build a house on a solid foundation, if you build it, it's gonna it's gonna fall. So it was built on a faulty foundation. You don't even have stable electricity. So how are you going to depend at the state, at the local, and at the federal level for this online portal to even work? You give some of these INEC officials tablets, iPads, they need internet. <laughs> they need electricity <laughs> to upload it into the portal. This is no rocket science. They, don't, they didn't have that. Some people were using their flashlights on their phone. They had to go back doing the manual paper. That's how we should have already sound the alarm there. Like, wait, either you guys stop this or postpone the election and do it right. You know, or we need to hold these people accountable that got millions of dollars to create this system without number one, before you even try to implement the BVAS system. We're supposed to address the infrastructure problem of electricity, sa. So how come, you know, so that's my follow-up question to you, sa. is that these foundational issues, you said life, you know, liberty, food, you know, these are basic things that we need. We need electricity to function properly. But we don't have it in Nigeria. And many poor countries that are poorer than us, Nigeria is the richest and the, the most populated, but the richest African country. Out of 54 in Africa, this is not just a disgrace to Nigeria and us in the diaspora. This is a disgrace to Africa. And this is a everybody from all over the world was watching this election. So how can we move forward from this, especially as we're leading to another one on Saturday? That's why my heart really hurts. And that's why you are just just wonderful, because you can take us. You took us from the beginning of time. When, before independence, the, when we go independence, your first election that you experienced in 1960, all the way to the different military coups and where we are now in 2023, which is a vital time, you know, to really change the trajectory of Nigeria. Over to you, sir.
1: I agree, Dr. Tomi, 100% with what you've said. In fact, in my mind, from my opinion, I would have preferred that the election was postponed from scratch. I mean, I just can't imagine. Along with what you said, I lived in I lived in Swaziland, University of Swaziland. We had light twenty four seven. Small Swaziland. I lived in South Africa. Then we had light twenty four seven. So, and these are countries that. If we had our senses right, as we say back home in Delta State, they wouldn't even see our brake lights. Never. Those countries, they wouldn't even see our brake lights because yes. we have the human capacity. And like you said, we had the money. Yes. Where did the $16 billion go to that we could not equip ourselves with enough? I, I, I feel so ashamed when I read on the front pages of newspaper that, oh, this month we produce 3,500 kilowatts of electricity, I said, what? <laughs> when I was in South Africa, when I was in Swaziland, that's, that, that's really a shame, yeah. When I it was is. in Swaziland and South Africa, South Africa was producing 42 kilowatts, 42. 42 per day. Hey. Let, me use, let me use the as a language. One line. 42 and Nigeria was producing or produced 3,000 to 4,000 and they were putting it on the front pages of newspapers as if we should give <laughs> ourselves a, we tap should clap for them. a tap on the back. Right.
3: 3,000 The 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 question prof sorry the question there is at what cost, even that three thousand five hundred that we produced, at what
1: cost? Because ninety nine percent of the money we're supposed to spend in it went into private pockets. That was the problem. Because there's no way we have the way with all to produce not less than fifty kilowatts of electricity in Nigeria. And if we had that kind of foundation, Like what Dr. Tony is saying, all the things we are suffering now would have been a thing of the past. But the problem is that one, corruption, which is numero uno, corruption. And that covers so many things. Then number two, because of that, many of us in the media or elsewhere do not have the audacity to speak truth to power. Because oh God, what am I gonna to eat tomorrow? <laughs> oh god, hey, hey, my my boy is looking for work. Oh god, one mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing. So somebody is doing the wrong thing mm-hmm. and gives you pittance. And that's what has happened in this election. It gives you pittance, it gives you ten thousand naira. Take care, my boy, take care. You say, ah, I Yes. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Those, those kinds of things. Say for, for something, chicken change. Exactly. And you go to market, and that 5,000, 10,000 will just last you a day at, at the best. But we don't have the effrontery to ask questions yes. or to question authority. And that has been some of, even some of us, some people in Nigeria who are so, quote, well educated. Are still scared of hurting the hands that give them extra cash. Yes. If we can deal with that and talk truth to power, but beyond that, hold people responsible. For instance, if I gave you three hundred billion naira to construct a road from Lagos to Benin in three years. And in the fifth year, you've not even started work. You should be in prison. Yes. You should be in prison. In some more dastardly countries, they will execute you. Mm -hmm. I'm not praying for that, but they will execute you for corruption. Yes. They've done that in so many countries. But we are still far from that, and that's where our problem is. So before we go back to doing what we think we are going to do, we must pay attention to those fundamentals that you mentioned how do we start it from scratch my dear from scratch yes from scratch because you look left you look right we have not moved and because of that as i said once we'll still be doing the same thing over and over and expecting new result a different results and that won't happen that will not happen unfortunately we have youth who, who, who are still behaving like their fathers mm-hmm. of old? These are people you thought, A, hey, show them the way. Yeah. Many are beginning to turn, but the majority are still the same old story. Mm-hmm. And that will take some time to turn around, unfortunately. And to that extent, would I say that the new Nigeria we are looking for still has a little bit of a long way to go, Dr. Tony.
0: Very true. You said the new Nigeria, we have a long way to go. But I have hope because we have people like you, sir, that is here in the diaspora, that is passionate Absolutely. and you know we ha- we have a long way to go. Um so over to my co host. Um I know that you got on for the next yes. question, sir. Th-
3: thank you very much. Th- thank you very much. Prof I know you you did recently wrote an opinion in the the Guardian newspaper the imperative of a new Nigeria. Please, I would like you to elaborate more on the new Nigerian project that you mentioned in that news in that opinion. And as well, what you just said about the issue of doing the same thing over and over, I expect to change is absolutely insanity. We all know that it is about time that we we change the rules of engagement in Nigeria. Thank God, you know, this past election, the youths mm-hmm the youths, which actually the, their future is being played upon and destroyed by our so-called uh, elected officials came out massively and voted. They came out and they sent a, a, a warning signal that we have to change the trajectory of this nation. I really applaud the Nigerian youth in the last presidential election and also I mean, uh, other uh, senatorial elections that were being held because their voice were heard, irrespective of all the challenges, the lack of transparency and the issues we had with the so-called electoral devices that Nigerian government spent 355 billion. Yes. That is the amount of money that was given to I N E C. 355 billion. This is more than Nigerians health care. An educational budget that was given to a single agency to conduct an election in one particular day. And on that day that the election is supposed to be old, we started hearing issues of the equipment are not working right. We don't have we don't have electricity where people are going to vote. I mean, it's just mind-blowing. When can we get things right? So please, prof, in your opinion would like to know, what is this new Nigerian project that you're referring to? And how can it really impact the diasporans as well as those in Nigeria to move things forward? Mm-hmm. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, Alex. Uh Let me start by first making a categorical statement about myself. I am an eternal optimist. I am an eternal optimist. No matter how long it takes, I believe that the best is yet to come that we shall overcome. Um, when I was in the University of Jos, I was teaching with one man called Sonny Oti, of Blessed Memory. He was a theater artist. And he made a video of a song, in which, which was titled, Nigeria Go Survive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he sang it, I, I sat with him in his office, And he said, look, these two shall pass. These two shall pass, that none of these will be forever. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, Matt, take it easy. Because I used to be very confrontational (laughs) about the Nigerian situation. He said, Matt, take it easy. These two shall pass. Now, when you come to the New Nigeria Project, about three months ago, sometime in December, a few of us came together. Uh, people like uh, Professor Charles Okibo, uh, General Chris, Garu- Chris Garuba, uh, Yomi Tayo Balogun, uh, Femi Dowu in the UK, and um, Dr. Susie Okoro, and a few others came together and said, Hey, look, what can we contribute to the Nigerian situation? to get a better Nigeria out of what we have now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So what we said was well, that, well, many of us are from academia. General uh, Garba has been in the, in, in the military. Uh, the others were in media. Uh, Taiwo, uh, uh, Taiyo Balogun was in the media. So we just had about seven of us, or eight of us come together. I said, what can we do to try to bring about change in Nigeria that will be clear to everybody that there's a need for change. And we said to ourselves, well, we are not partisan. We are going to look at the situation with clear eyes without minding whose box is gone. So we said, let's analyze it. And that's how we came about it and said, look, let us start planning on how to change some thinking in Nigeria for people to begin to realize and appreciate the fact that it is not what you eat today that is the important thing. It's what you live for tomorrow and generations to come. So we said to ourselves, let us just pursue some elements of our dream. All of this was pro bono. Let us write to those in authority. Let's form what we call an action group that will begin to point out things to those in power. Remember that I said earlier on that one of our problems was the inability to speak truth to power. People were scared. But we say well, with our positions, many of us are retired professors and generals and all that. Nobody's going to give us cane in our bum bomb, bomb anymore let us do the thing we think is right, and let the owners be on them to implement them or reject them. That's number one. Number two, although we started in December, we said, well, our main focus goes beyond the election of February twenty-five and March eleven. that no matter who wins, we will continue to point out the evil in society and suggest ways of turning things around. Even if it takes us two years, three years, four years, we will continue to do it. So that is the basic foundation of the uh, uh, Nigerian group, the new Nigerian group that we formed. So our focus is both for this election and beyond, and see what we can do to salvage Nigeria. We make our own contributions in our own different ways. Those who have specialty in the media group, those who have specialty in whatever. Let's put our heads together and do that. We also believe that we could begin some kind um, of—we have some groups in Nigeria, some media groups, whom we've commissioned to begin to do some real research for us, foundational research about situations in Nigeria Mm -hmm. from the point of view of media practitioners, and see how we can put all those results together and come up with what we sound very much like a formula for the Nigerian problem, and begin to disseminate that and see the extent to which people can imbibe it to bring about a new Nigeria. So that is the general picture of our efforts. And like we said, if Peter b wins or not, or whoever wins, we will still continue with our efforts to turn things around because the election itself is not the beginning and end of things. The change in the mentality of our people towards governance, towards the kinds of things that have destroyed us, number one of which is corruption. People getting money for everything, and it, it, it's, it's, we, we say, those in, in governance, this thing has permitted to the lowest body of people in our society. You go even to offices, you talk to messengers who hold your files, and they tell you that the file is missing. (laughs) These are messengers. They say the file is missing until you probably get them uh, a Mm checking change. And the next morning, the file is back. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really sad. <laughs> or even even amongst lecturers in universities you you, you get some, some I'm saying this from experience you get some lecturers who want promotion and they go and cut and paste materials from journals and they submit those with their names and they get promoted these are intellectuals, these are intellectuals. And you get all kinds of people from all kinds of areas, and that corruption is inside them. I am not exonerating anybody at all. We're all involved. How do we begin to have this moral rearmament? How can we begin to have this moral reorientation? We started it in Nigeria some years ago, I think we had an organization uh, 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 an agency called a uh, uh, moral, something moral reorientation or something like that. We said, "Wow, that is going to change things." Until it died down, mm-hmm. until it died down. So the new Nigeria, the, ba- the bad was, elements
3: won't allow it.
1: Exactly, exact the forces of the bad elements. You get people who are teaching in university. I'm, I'm using university because. I lived there, I worked there before I moved out. You get lecturers who would say they have handouts to sell. And if you don't buy them, they write the names of all those who buy them. And that will determine the kind of grade you get. Quote me, quote me, it happened in universities. So where do we start from? Where do we start from? But we thought we start from the mind the mind of the people, that mm-hmm. if we're able to get to their minds in whatever way we can, thank God for social media, if that will help us, fine, but our struggle will continue beyond this election. We are hoping that, as, uh, excuse the language, as Mbadiwe used to say, gradually by gradual,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we will get somewhere. But for me, I'm an eternal optimist, and I think if we sustain this kind of approach, to teach people to learn to speak truth to power and bring about change, the future might still be
3: bright. Amen. Wow. This is absolutely a lot of a lot of information, prof. A lot of information because yes. based on what you just said, it looks like the the, the, the the whole entire society absolutely well, I say it needs an overhaul, you know, yes. like coming from yes. aviation industry. When when we we receive some certain uh, aircraft Mm -hmm. parts, we we do what they call overhauling. Mm -hmm. I send the whole parts, you know, take out all the bad elements, install the new one, and it looks like a brand new machine running. So I think Nigeria as a society would definitely, definitely is going to, going, 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 is going to definitely go through an overhauling whereby people's mindset start from the mindset of the people, people mindset. Needs to really change for them to be able to move forward. Well, in as much as you mentioned about it, how do you think that the new Nigerian project, like, is there anything like mentorship program that you people have in your community in your project, or is there anything like a way that you can inspire the younger ones to 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 change their mindset as regards to not emulating those old ideas, or let me say old. I, I won't call it old, but From emulating the 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 wrong ideas on how to develop a nation and to take the nation forward
1: yes exactly um one of the things we did earlier was to uh get some journalism practitioners both broadcast and print and all that and carry out research for us that we direct and begin to get a feel of how people think how they feel and what makes them do the kinds of things they do. And that will now help us put programs together that we begin to submit to those in authority about how to turn things around in the minds of the people. Starting from, if it it means primary school, university, I mean secondary school, university, we Mm -hmm. shall do it. But we need that kind of background information, that kind of basic information to begin to put our thoughts together in a more concrete form and disseminate to those who are concerned. Yes, we are planning on that, and we are still doing that. But um, um I don't know whether Dr. Tommy will allow me to say that in Yoruba, they say something like, Yes. The misdeed of one person or two Yes, will not stop the work of God from Yoruba. It going will up.
0: not stop the work God has the final say. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yes. Exactly, so we will not be discouraged by, by genuine, a budgeten a major argumenter. we will continue to do what we want to do, and we have the hope that if we sustain what we have started, this basic because we need data to begin to know where to focus on, and we believe that this research group will form back home we begin to give us that kind of basic data that will be plugged into. Our own design to bring about some change in some areas which we hope will grow far and wide to change the system in Nigeria
0: that is great, that is great, sir. I would like to uh you know um follow up with that about the future so right now Nigeria is sixty three years old uh, and I believe critically this next seven years. <laughs> lead into our 70th birthday um, is, is going to be crucial. Nigeria are 70 in 2030. And we really have these next seven years to really change the trajectory of our system. And I know it can't be done. It has been done. It has been done in Malaysia. It has been done in Dubai. Um, if you go see them in less than a decade, they were able to turn their trajectory. I think Malaysia even got their independence in 1960 like us and we see how far Malaysia um, Malaysia has come. But as you said, you're optimists. optimist. I used to always tell people, I'm an Afro-optimist. I'm very optimistic about Africa, about Nigeria, and the world needs Nigeria. Africa needs Nigeria. That's why we are called the giants of Africa. However... Um, you know, even in Lagos, when they say, ah, echo budget, I say budget already. Do you understand? <laughs> so you cannot say something is not going to spoil when it's already spoiled. Do you understand? You should yes. say echo. We're going to redeem echo. You, yes. you, you cannot say that something is no spoil when, you know, the, the first thing is solving a problem is admitting you have a problem. Absolutely. So we have admitted that, which is no wahala. As I said that, yes, everybody experienced wahala. But these next seven years, I believe, is very critical to really perfect our transformation. However, my last question is: How can we end the diaspora? See, everybody has a point, a a a, 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 a pivotal, you know, plan and and destiny to change Nigeria. D- diaspora has a strategic role to play in transforming back at home. We can all live in peace here. In the safety of america or in the uk or in canada and our home is in shambles however being a former diplomat and even currently working for the feds i understand that even with the small changes that we've all been trying to make through nido through you know um um my my nigeria group through the different transformation groups those are like the african proverb: the little drops of water however if we want to make a huge mighty impact, it has to go into it has to transform into policy change. We cannot do that side and and get to the root problems without making sure that whoever is voted in really passes that diaspora voting bill. The diaspora voting bill has been passed in other African countries and it has helped them it has brought in currently right now we we invest over thirty billion. Us in the diaspora, we sent, and I'm sure it's more than that, but that's from World Bank and everything. There's a lot of us, even when you travel home, you might take 10,000 cash on you. That is unaccountable. Do you understand? So there's so much money we send back at home, but we do not have a voice. We cannot have a voice if it does not translate to voting, having the power to vote, having the power to create policies, and having the power to uproot those people that have, have been in power that have not been doing the right thing and vote for a better leader for that better Nigeria. So on this last note, as we conclude, how can we move forward? How can we really advocate to this new administration that is that is going to come in, whoever it is, to make sure the diaspora has a vote, voice and more importantly, has a vote so it can translate to policy changes and real concrete, sustainable changes. Over to you, sir. Yes, I
1: agree with you, Dr. Tony. I agree with you absolutely, because um, Nigeria needs us, those of us in the diaspora. But you see, those who want to cling on to the past are so scared that if we come onto the scene, they'll be wahala for them. So we will continue to press. As, as NIDO, as uh, Nigerians in diaspora, as all different kinds of groups begin to send the message back home. But for us, for instance, those of us in the New Nigeria Project, we want to begin to create portions of mentorship that we go and, be, if it means uh, going home from time to time, to speak to them, to tell them the kinds of things they should be doing, to learn from us, And we also learn from them and see what they're thinking is, so we can know where to plug in what we have to sell. Yes. So I think pursuing that question of the diaspora vote, they tended to, I think they have admitted the reality of that. And I'm hoping seriously that if we sustain the pressure, by the next election, diasporans will begin to vote. But people like you and colleagues in NIDO and other groups bring pressure to also bear on our home government here to begin to send the message to them. I I listened to the uh, uh, American ambassador to Nigeria, that lady. She said, uh, well, she was very diplomatic. She said that the elections didn't go too well, but um, they should look into it. However, she's hoping that more people will come out and vote on March 11th. She has sent the message in a very subtle way. My problem now is, are they listening? Yes. But if they get that kind of message from the US, from Canada, from Australia, from Menene Menene, they will begin to say, "Uh -uh, this is beginning to be a serious issue. Yes. And, and if the actions of those in power who have been messing us up is punished by those outside forces that we have, countries, for instance, simple things like deny you entry visa, mm-hmm. as many of you as possible, they deny you entry. The yes. story will go around. Yes, but there's nothing we do that is hidden because this will have your information. Those are the kind of things that we continue. to But those of us in the diaspora, we continue to push. Uh, next next week or so, we are going to speak to with the uh, Voice of America, for instance, send messages across. They will listen somehow. They will listen somehow. You said it. We I think two even two years way back, I know we were sending up to twenty eight to twenty nine billion dollars to Nigeria. They can't ignore that. They can't ignore that. And if they begin to realize that we, with our money, power, with our financial strength, can begin to do things in Nigeria, many of them will sit up. But we cannot do without forming or identifying groups that we can mentor back. All little drops of water would we'll probably make a big ocean someday.
2: Yeah.
1: Let's begin to work within them and amongst us, so we can coordinate. And get the kind of change we want if It will work, if we work, I
0: think so yes, and on that note works,
1: but I think, so.
0: I think uh, that, absolutely that that is a great note of you know coming together, both the organizations back at home here in the diaspora um we also have you know just like you said, you mentioned uh, Mary the ambassador the u s ambassador to Nigeria, yes. also we have here in the diaspora we have the u s foreign african affairs policy um here in in the u.s who we can also contact so i think that we need to be strategic in this in in this next coming days after we see what happens on saturday if it doesn't you know happen well and some people need to be sanctioned like some INEC officials we can actually write Mm -hmm. our um african affairs head we can actually yes. write the, our senators in our state. I have petitioned, and that's why I tell people we need to know the power that we have as a diaspora because our people at home, you said a, a, a key thing earlier, is that they have a lot of fear. And they have every right to because of violence, of people being assassinated in the past for speaking up. But that's where the diaspora comes in. If we partner with our people back at home who supply us with that information, then we can now raise their voice by raising our voice to the appropriate officials, the Secretary of State here, Blinken, who also made a state a statement on Nigerian elections, the U.S. ambassador to Nigeria contacting her, the African Affairs Committee, Foreign Affairs Committee, and letting them know we as the Nigerian diaspora, we are unhappy about what happened. We call for free and fair elections. Those that did not let free and fair elections happen, they need to be prosecuted. They need to have visa restrictions on them and the entire generation, as far as I'm concerned, the entire family. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because God will visit your sins to the, to the, to the second yeah, and third generation. Do yeah. And, so, and the sanction,
3: the sanction yeah. shouldn't only be the officials. You should extend to their family members.
0: Yes. That because that is, that is where it hurts. That's where it will about. hurt and most of their family members because they send them abroad that should also yeah, be a hard, policy that's, that's hard why hard. I said we need to have we need to have voting rights and be able to reflect policy because if later we get those diaspora voting rights we can say we need to set a law present a bill on the floor of the House of Assembly in Nigeria right. and say if you're a politician, you cannot access health care including the president outside you must fix the health care within Nigeria your children your children's children cannot cannot go to school outside you must fix the health care in the education system in nigeria this is about transformation of the system the foundational systems so if you are going outside you're going to be you're going to be you're going to be prosecuted and you're going to be prosecuted and then we're also going to make sure that we partner with those foreign governments because we're dual citizens so we can use the best of both worlds that's the power of uniting and call on visa restrictions if they see a hundred of us. We don't even need that much. If a hundred of us, which is we have membership of like two hundred, three hundred, five hundred in the diaspora thousands. But even just a hundred, that's why I say at the minimum, we write each of our senator, we write the secretary of state, the White House, the African Affairs Committee, and demand these things I say, okay, this is our seven-point agenda. This is what we're demanding for you to partner with us, and these are the restrictions that we're asking for you to put on these officials because of this reason. I'm telling you, within a week, <laughs> all of that will be done. Even within forty eight hours. That's the power of the democracy here in America. That we need to really, we really need to raise our voice and really make sure our power, our money and our investments that we have made, we're not getting any return on our investments. So we have to find a way To to do it in a different way, just like you said before, we can't keep doing things over and over. And that's how I want to end on that no side. We can't keep doing things over and over and expect different results. So we have to change the approach. How are we going to be able to partnership? You said key things like partnership, raising our voice being strategic, contacting the right policy makers, even back at home that that are our advocates and our ambassadors, but also here in America, and say, this is what we need, and we're not asking them, because they're our public servants, we're not asking them, <laughs> you must give us diaspora voting, or else we're taking you out, do you understand, You're <laughs> and right. we'll, yeah, You're right. you. You're right. so we must demand it, and we must, you know, faith without works, as they said, is dead, so we have to actually put our words into action, and I'm very hopeful, you know, for a better Nigeria side, so what are your last words, on how we're going to make a better Nigeria and really transform and, and and what is our next step? So, what is your call to action for us in the diaspora and our partnership with organizations back at home? Over to you, sir.
1: No, you've already stolen my thunder in that <laughs> in that area because um, if we insist on the kinds of things you've said, then half of the work is done. If we have our right to vote, yes, that is shake. Check- a lot of nerves back home. Because when they do so you say, ah, wait till those people over there. Those people over there. They may do something. And that will make them sit up. And if it goes even beyond America, say we have this same group in the UK. We have this same group yes. in Australia.
3: Yes. Exactly. Yes. exactly. That's exactly what.
1: In, yes. uh, in uh, Ireland, whatever.
3: Even in, in Africa, say, yes. in the
1: African Union. Exactly. I say, hey, look, you guys sit up. Because if you do this, these are the consequences. And, you know, although it sounds trivial, but those people in authority, they take it so seriously that they are not allowed to travel out of their country to different parts of the world. But that is where they go to enjoy themselves. Yes. So if they know that they cannot come to New York, they cannot come to Maryland, they cannot go to Dubai, they cannot go to wherever, then they begin to think twice. So I agree with you absolutely that we just sustain this energy of identifying with strategic areas in Nigeria where we can be of use to us and to them, and to all of us, and keep that up. We may not get the result tomorrow morning, maybe not even next week, but the sustenance of our efforts will bring about a lot of change, seriously.
0: Yes. It will bring about the transformational change Absolutely. and that better Nigeria, with all of those yes, all those gems of wisdom and advice that you gave is is just wonderful, sir. And as you said, you're you're an optimist, you know, Absolutely. African optimist at that. And and I just thank you and I salute you. Oh, right to you, Mr. Collins. I, thank you, I, I thank,
3: thank you very you. much. Sir. I really thank you for giving us this a wonderful opportunity to come on Nairo Radio and TV to discuss about issues that are really affecting Nigeria. And, you know, I will leave with this note because I know whatever affects Nigeria does affect Africa as a whole. The precedent that we set in Nigeria is what really goes on in other African countries. And until Nigeria gets it right, Africa will get it right. Because I've never seen a continent or a country that actually develops or survives based on handouts or based on aids given to other countries. Nigeria is our home. We will always fight to make sure that the rule of law, equitable rights, people's rights are being protected. The fundamental human rights are being honored and protected. We should be ready to conduct free and fair elections, credible election, election that is second to none. I don't see the reason why those opportunities are not being taken in Nigeria. I think we will continue to fight as much as we can will continue to make the, 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 the foundation. will continue to shake the table. Or maybe, the, as they say uh, in, in economics, uh, that that women has actually shut out the glass ceilings. will continue to demand for answers. We'll continue to demand for answers from every elected official for them to understand that it is no longer business as usual right now. I, I read an article the other day I was surprised a governor from northern region, I don't want to mention names, came out openly to beg the Christians in the community that he may have made an error because now he can see the power of the people. Mm-hmm. You can see the Lagos state governor now trying to campaign, Yeah. now trying to talk to the people, yeah. now trying to go to the masses because he has seen the power of the people. Because this the Wahala Oti is too much. That's why. This is the man I was invited for an interview and he never showed up. Now he's going back to the people to. The heat is on. The heat is on. We should take advantage of such moments. You know, I really, yeah. really appreciate this opportunity. And Prof. Matt Mojo, Mojo, thank you very much for giving us such a golden opportunity to discuss issues affecting Nigeria and the future of Nigeria. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank sir. Thank
0: you so much. I appreciate thank both you. of you. Thank you, we you sir. We shall overcome. We shall Amen. overcome. Amen. Thank God bless you. us and
3: God bless the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Have a nice
0: week. Yes, sir. Thank you,
3: sir. Thank you.
0: Thank you, sir. God, right, God bless man. you. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> recording stopped. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. I'll stop the recording here. Yeah. Thank you,
3: sir. Thank, thank you, sir. Bye-bye, sir. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye, thank bye-bye. you.
0: Yeah. bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Yeah. We lift you high,
2: hands up, hearts open wide as we cry, God we lift your name high. Take the wheel, oh God 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 I surrender everything to you I surrender everything to you You can track the course and take the wheel
0: you all for tuning in to the wellness and wahala podcast and once again use your voice to be a voice of the voiceless and speak up against violence against women and just violence against you know our girls and also um remember the 16 days of activism so speak up now and the theme for um, the International Day of Violence Against Women, celebrated all over the world on the 25th of November, tomorrow, 2021, is Orange the World and End Violence Against Women Now. It takes all of us to raise awareness. Wear your orange, okay? Bright orange and the orange color. It represents a brighter future, free of violence against women and girls. So be a part of the movement and I wish you know wahala this week and this season bless up